It's not about hearing the positive messages and thinking that the positive messages are finally going to make an impact. When is enough enough that you aren't going to let the negative self-talk control you anymore? Welcome. You're listening to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, and I'm your host, Todd L. Bowerly. You think between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day. 98% of your life is controlled by habit. If you want to change your life, you have to start by changing how you think. think. When you change you, everything in life changes. If we can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 211 of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. My name is Todd Bowerly. I'm a coach. I work with clients all over the world in literally different countries, different continents. It's really kind of a cool experience, but I help them get their mindset calibrated and get their mind right. Because I think from their, our environment, the way that we are raised, the way that we grow up, and, and the habitual manner in which we think and we believe about ourselves, the world, and opportunities, it works against our true desires. Like when we want something, it's because we don't experience in the world right now. And that lack of experience causes that desire to grow. And when we set an intention and say, I want to go fulfill this fantasy, this dream, or I want to go express my true potential, our mind is conditioned to work in the opposite way. If we can set our mind to work alongside of our goals, work with our goals, with our dreams, with our passions, with our desires, we end up getting what we want. And life becomes that much better. Well, I had a very interesting coaching conversation about a week ago with my clients. It was a group coaching calls on Saturday morning, and I was teaching a lesson. Uh, It's my lesson eight from this program called Thinking into Results. I facilitate Bob Proctor's material, and that's the program. And lesson eight is about the power of belief, the embodiment of your belief. And really, the secret of success lies in belief. I want to read a little bit, and I I think I've shared this passage before in the podcast, but I, I want to have this starting off point and then talk about this interesting event that happened on that call. In the workbook for Thinking into Results, Bob Proctor has written, It appears there are guards that have been commissioned by a higher authority to arrest any forward progress in a person's life beyond the person's level of belief. These guards take their marching orders from the belief system itself, which is governed by the natural laws of the universe. There is no growth beyond the beliefs that are held. And if a person attempts to accomplish something beyond their level of belief, the mind will quickly and automatically create ideas or reasons justifying why it can't be done. And those ideas will continue to flow until the project is abandoned. Now, I read that first in 2016. I read through that passage and went on to the exercises, and I didn't give it much thought. It was in subsequent uh, repetition of this lesson, going through these exercises, reading and understanding and growing my awareness that all of a sudden that sentence gathered so much power, it was like it was like an epiphany to read it and go, oh my gosh, absolutely. This is it. This is the key. This is the secret. And it's all the way at the very beginning. It's the one, two, three, four, fifth paragraph down, and I totally missed it. And it and it wasn't really revisited in lesson eight when it was talking about belief. And so I, I use this as an example because 
when we try to accomplish something, all our mind has in it is all the reasons why it can't be done. It's the same old narrative. And sooner or later, whatever whatever justification it gives, you don't have the money, you don't have the time, there's uh, events and things that are coming up that you need to focus on, uh, you're scared or worried about the change, you're worried what other people are going to think, uh, you need to save and plan for the future. Like whatever it is, it's all going to come around to really one idea that you can't do it. Ultimately, it's you can't do it because, well, if you take off the because, the because is the conditions and the circumstances, you can't do it. You can't do it. Or let's put it in the first person. I can't do that, whatever that is. Well, why do you think I can't do that? I think you should probably write down and ask yourself, if I am trying to do something, if I'm trying to live my life in another way, or I want to earn more money, let's say I want to multiply my income Ultimately, any excuse that your mind creates is because you believe on a fundamental level, I can't do that. Why? Why can't you do that? I could do that. Other people could do that. Bob Proctor did that. You know, I took my life from earning $35,000 a year where I've earned more than that in, in less than a week's time. If I can do that, you can do that. Why do you think you can't do that? And really, our belief system is, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. Isn't that really the, the bottom foundation of this belief? You believe I can't do that because you don't believe you're worthy enough. You don't believe you can do it. You don't believe you have that ability. Now, I think it's important to look at the other side. The very next sentence he writes down here, he says, on the other hand, when a person or a group believes that something can be done, the mind will automatically begin creating ideas that will pave the path to its accomplishment. And I would add here and say, the mind will automatically be, begin creating those ideas and will not stop creating those ideas, reasons, or justifications uh, until you have been successful. And the secret there is in belief. If your belief is, I can do it, your mind is not going to stop until it proves you right and has helped you create or manifest the reality that you want. That's the power of our mind. The difference is I can do it or I can't do it. I am able, I am unable, I am worthy of the deserving this or I am unworthy. That's really the belief. It comes down into who we think we are and what we believe we can receive. Now, there is an aspect to our belief system that actually helps us and actually serves us. And this is where I was headed with this lesson as I, I said I think it's important that when you look at why you believe that you're not good enough or why you believe the way that you do, and what does that belief give you? It's certainly not helping you reach your goals, but it is serving you in some way. It is helping you. It's protecting you. There's something that you get from it that helps you feel safe. There's something that you identify with it, so it's part of your identity. Maybe it has to do with the people that you surround yourself with in your environment. Maybe it gives you belonging in pe with people that believe the same way. There's something that, that this negative belief that's blocking you from living your dream life is giving you. And I think even phrased a different way, what do you love about that belief? And, and you can extend this to your results. Like what is the result that you hate that you have? Is, is it the unhealthy body? Are you overweight and you can't get in shape? 
Uh, do you have a disastrous relationship one after another and you can't ever find happiness in that relationship? Are you struggling? Are you poor? Are you are you financially destitute and, and you're broke? What is something that you love about being unhealthy, about being alone, about uh, being broke? What do you love about it? Because we only cling to those beliefs that we love and that serve us in some way. It's phrased in an uncomfortable way because I want this to be uncomfortable. I want you to be like, I don't freaking love these negative beliefs, but you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be living that way and having those results. And I had a client raise his hand and he goes, okay, like this is very interesting. Is it necessary? Is it really required to ask this question? What do I love about this negative belief or how is this belief serving me in order to change the belief? My answer to him was, well, not always. There are some beliefs that you can change rather quickly and say, well, I'm just not going to believe that anymore because I see that it's not helpful. But for those beliefs that you can't seem to shift, the ones that get you stuck, I think absolutely it's critical. And rather than just talk about this point, I would like for someone in the group to volunteer and say, okay, what's a belief that got you stuck that you want to examine why you love it? And I had a woman raise her hand and ask, and she has been such a fantastic client because she really has uh, been extremely vulnerable in this process with our group, with me. And uh, this conversation led to a total breakthrough for her. Now, the amazing thing isn't really the breakthrough process. It's what I said at the end of that. So I'm going to kind of fast forward this for you. You know, her belief was, I, I'm not good enough. And I feel like such a fraud in even saying that because I want to encourage the world. I want to encourage other women that they can feel like they are enough. And I said, well, how does it protect you? Well, obviously, it keeps her emotionally safe from being harmed. It flows over into her health and her body. And if she feels like she's not attractive and that she's not enough, then she's not going to be in a relationship that could hurt you or just even as a woman uh, walk down the street and potentially be unsafe, right? So so that's it. And I, I shared with her as well as, okay, you can't block out the relationships from other people. You can't block out the love from other people without also blocking out the love for yourself. It's, it's like an all or nothing thing. Either you're going to let love penetrate into your heart from everywhere, including yourself, or you're going to block it out from everybody. And we talked about, you know, her true nature and all of these things, and it was great. And you know, it was emotional. Everybody in the group was supportive and chiming in with their own insights. And some of the people were there writing notes down frantically. And at the end of this whole process, she says, you know, I, I know this stuff. When is enough going to be enough? When do I have to, like, when is the last time that I'm going to hear this and it actually makes a difference? And it actually makes an impact that changes things. When is enough going to be enough? And that's what I want to share for the rest of this podcast. When is enough going to be enough? Because it's not about the positive messages. And this is what I told her. It's not about hearing the positive messages and thinking that the positive messages are finally going to make an impact. No, let's look on the negative side. What is actually causing the problem is that there is a habit pattern of the negative self-talk that is reinforcing the negative belief that you are not enough. When is enough going to be enough that you stop reinforcing the negative? That you draw a line in the sand and say, you, you yourself, you in the mirror, me, you are not going to talk to me this way anymore. I no longer believe this. When are you going to actively fight against it and say, I have had enough of this negative, 
record playing in my head telling me that I'm not good enough, that I'm not, that I'm not able, I'm not capable, and I'm no longer going to listen to it. And you've got to stand up to it and talk it down. And, and this doesn't mean that you get aggressive with yourself, but you're firm and you're consistent and you just don't listen to that negative and you engage in the positive self-talk to such a degree that there's no room and space in your mind for the negative self-talk. When is enough enough that you aren't going to let the negative self-talk control you anymore? This has immediate applicabilities to the entire title and nature of this podcast, Reprogram Your Mind. Your mind has been programmed through your five senses with the aid of your conscious thinking mind, with the aid of repetition in your conscious thinking mind, meaning someone told you or you got the idea from someone else that you couldn't do something and you agreed with it and now your inner dialogue is also saying, yes, I cannot do that thing. And it is the repetition of that and the emotional involvement with that message that constitutes the creation of the program or the paradigm in your subconscious mind. And if you continue to indulge in listening to that paradigm or listening to the environmental influence or agreeing even subconsciously and passively with that external messaging that you cannot do that thing, you're never going to change your life. When is enough enough where you cut yourself off from the negative influence and say, I am not going to listen to this anymore because I know it's not true. This also links up with the very beginnings of, of this podcast. There's a few episodes at the beginning of season one that talk about how to reprogram your mind, methods of reprogramming your mind, things like that. And the, the reality is there's really two ways that we are programmed in the, in the first place. We're programmed by either an emotional impact or the constant spaced repetition of ideas over time. And what we're looking for is we're looking for some event, some emotional impact that's going to be it, that's going to be the breakthrough moment. The problem is, is the negative events that happened in our past, the negative emotional uh, impacts, we didn't have control over and they were traumatic. They were, they were couched in extremely negative emotions, which solidified these memories. And then we replayed those memories and we relived and re-experienced those over and over and over again. And so it wasn't just the emotional impact that caused the negative programming to begin with. If the negative event happened and we forgot about it and we moved on, it would have less power over our lives. It was the negative event combined with our memory of replaying it over and over again, then using our reason to take the negative belief and integrate it into all of our thought patterns. And now that shifted our perception about how we look at the world and that became who we were. The second way we were programmed is with the constant spaced repetition of ideas over time, right? We had that idea, we replayed it over and over again. So I, I turned to this client and I said, yeah, you're right. When is enough enough? When are you going to distance yourself from the negative conditioning and the habit of negatively reinforcing those beliefs and say, I'm no longer going to let the negative self-talk rule in my mind? And I said, what's happening right here is a breakthrough, is an emotional impact, but it's not enough. You need to revisit this moment. You need to create an affirmation. I'm so happy and grateful now that I accept that I really am enough, that I can do this. 
And I'm so happy and grateful now that I have a habit of positive self-talk. I'm so happy and grateful now that there is no room in my mind for negative and limiting beliefs. Something like that. You have to have this new idea and revisit it over and over and over again. You have to take the positive idea and use the constant spaced repetition and time uh, and emotional impact of it and allow yourself to remember that emotional impact. Remember these words, right? Use your reason and your logic and weave that new idea into every single area of your life, into all of your behavior and all of your self-talk and everything that you do, and use that to change your perception on how you look at the world. You have to do those things with a positive idea if you're ever going to see the results of reprogramming your mind. And I think that brings us to a really interesting point. There needs to be a result for reprogramming your mind. And what is that end goal? What is that outcome that you're looking for? This can't just be to feel better. Like I, like I would really hate it if this podcast only just made you feel better or made you understand more why you're stuck. No, I want you unstuck. And if you're unstuck, you're actually moving towards something, which means you actually have a goal that you're chasing that you're eventually going to create. Because I don't want to just have you chasing a goal and being like, I believe, I believe for the next 50 years, I believe, and I'm going to be working as hard as I can to reach it. I want the money to show up in your bank account. I want the relationship to show up in your life. I want you to have increased physical health. There needs to be a result that's tied to this eventually. This is not designed to just feel better. It's designed to have a result. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask yourself, why am I listening to this podcast right now? Why do I even start following this Todd guy on TikTok or social media? Or let's say you're reading a self-help book, a professional development, personal development, spiritual growth book. Why are you reading that book right now? What's the outcome and objective you're hoping to achieve? Are you working with a coach? Are you working with a spiritual healer, spiritual teacher? Are, are you headed to a seminar this next weekend? Are you, are you planning a spiritual retreat? What is the purpose of doing that? What is the goal and the outcome and your objective that is tied to this? Because reprogramming our mind is not just to feel better. It's not just to feel like, oh, there's this purpose in the world. No, the purpose that we all have is to grow, is to become more than we currently are, to express ourselves fully and completely, have the freedom, the joy, the reward for doing that, which means there's going to be an outcome or result. I was watching a TikTok this week that really ties into what we're talking about here with, in, with your goals, your intentions, the outcome that you're looking for. And he was drawing a line in the sand between hyper-successful people and sort of the average people. He says, hyper-successful people focus on their intentions and ignore their distractions, whereas the average person will focus on their distractions and ignore their intentions. And uh, I thought that was beautifully phrased for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, I was maybe slightly distracted on TikTok at the time, even though I was learning from something. But it made me think about people who are personal development junkies that use the material, that use these ideas, that use something like this podcast, God forbid, I really hope it's not the case, as a distraction from their pain and misery. And that it's not something that they come to with with the intention of using it to get results. I'm sitting with this idea, okay, focus on your intention and ignore your distractions and thinking of all the things in life that I have to distract myself. And I thought of like my best friend that passed away several years ago and he 
he used to talk about retail therapy. Uh, we were both working in group homes at the, at the time with youth, and uh, boy, it was really stressful. And we talked about needing retail therapy, having $100 days to go to the, you know, buy the newest video games or the movies that came out. And uh, I myself may have partaken of quite a lot of retail therapy uh, in my days with with consuming media and uh, <clears throat> Star Wars toys and comics and things like that that I think all have their place as long as they don't become the or replace your intention. But my friend Andy he used to say, I consume, therefore I am. And that idea has always really stuck with me a lot. And I was thinking about it uh, because I firmly believe that consuming somebody else's creations saps the creativity that you have to build your own life. And this creator that shared this video on distraction versus intention, he says that most people, the average of people, really allow the intentions of others to be their distractions. So uh, when you have a lot of people that maybe memorize all of the all of the sports statistics about someone's career or different things like that, right? Uh, let's take sports just for an example. If you've memorized your favorite team's stats, for example, maybe, and I feel even bad saying this because I'm not thinking about my brother. My brother's super into sports and he actually has a podcast. He's got intentions. He's got things he's doing. In uh, all of that. So like, Ev, I'm not really talking about you. Even if you're listening, I don't even think you're listening. But anyways, here, let's take this example. If you're hyper-focused on sports statistics and you know all of those things, but you don't have results in your life to point to, but you can point to all of this knowledge that you have, the funny thing is all of those athletes, that whole team, their intention is to win and their intention has become your distraction. I really don't want the Reprogram Your Mind podcast or any content that I put out to just simply be something that distracts you from the misery in your life. I want it to be something that helps you move forward and helps you accomplish and achieve a result in your life. And I will continue to work that way until you get those results. That's that's what my hope is. And I say that out of pure love because I've come from a place where just learning about this stuff has helped me feel better enough to be just a little more complacent with my life. And that's just another form of distraction. It's another form of, of drifting. It's another form of not living with goals. And it's another form of allowing that programming to control me and think that I can't do that. The purpose in this episode is to give you a different perspective on when is enough enough. When are you going to absolutely draw a line in the stand and say, I'm no longer going to reinforce the negative and limiting mindset and to get you refocused on your intentions, on what you want to create, what you want your life to look like and ask yourself, what am I doing to close the gap between receiving this information and implementing it in my life? If you're not implementing it, then the results are never going to change. If you're serious, if you want to study, you want to close the gap, you want to implement this and take it to the next level, I would love to help you on that journey. And so book a time and let's have a conversation about it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss another episode. And until next time, remember that we become what we think about and so do you.